Hey, maybe the rules for survival that we have been following all along are wrong. I'm Todd with Ready Your Future, and today I'm going to be bouncing off an article on my list of 25 preparedness articles that everyone should read. This one comes from Master Woodsman, and I'm going to go ahead and jump over there right now. And let's start looking at this one. Now, I don't have permission to read this one like I do on the podcast, but I do want to point out some specific things that I've seen here. And we'll just kind of talk a little bit about these. Again, coming from masterwoodsman.com, um, a great website that you should go check out. I'm going to leave a lot of links in the description for you so that you can go and uh, check this one out. This one is from August 2015. And I think you'll see why it's one of those articles that we should really pay attention to. Now, one of the things that he says here, and this is written by a Christian noble, again, like I said, August 2015, he says that our society is full of lists, right? And part of those things, uh, part of the reason is that list sells, especially in the preparedness mindset. It's really easy to say, hey, here are 10 things that you need to be better prepared. And boom, 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 boom. They all link to Amazon and like go buy these and you're prepared. And that is not the case that, you know, we'll talk a little bit more as we go along here. But we see plenty of those lists, you know, survival well, rules, essential carry lists, your list for your bug out bag, all those different kinds of lists are out there. I mean, I know as somebody who writes articles, if I write an article that says, you know, 10 ways to do this, that that's going to get more clicks than if I just say whatever the title is without putting the 10 things in there or 10 reasons. So one of the things that he says is, you know, these rules for survival, let's go ahead and look at these and starting out at the very basic one that we always talk about, the rules of three. Now, I remember looking at these, you know, at the very beginning when I started in my preparedness journey, and it didn't always make sense because I knew that they didn't always apply. So again, the rules of three, you know, three minutes without air, three hours without shelter, three days without water, three weeks without food. The way that I always interpreted that is three minutes, three hours, three days, three weeks in very, very extreme circumstances, right? So like three, uh, three hours without shelter would be like in blizzard situation. You wouldn't necessarily say three hours without shelter if you were just out on a sunny day and, you know, just getting some sun. I mean, people go to the beach and spend all day out there and they don't die because of because they're, they're out there without any kind of shelter, you know. So the thing is, is that a lot of people, he says in, in this article, these rules, a lot of people think that they need to be addressed in that order. You know, air, shelter, water, food and all of those things. One thought that he has is like maybe it's a better thought or those these three rules are maybe thought as health guidelines. But then he really breaks it down and he talks about why that might not be the case. So, for instance, three minutes without air, he talks about how the world record is close to 12 minutes. So if you hold that that world record, I mean, of course, that's an extreme and that's somebody who is practiced and challenged. But a lot of the times, even when you're talking about uh, oxygen deprivation, four to six minutes would be like when you that's when you have start getting brain damage. So, you know, maybe you could go four minutes without, uh, you know, without air talks about shelter. And one of the things he says is like, hey, and this is a guy who's into survival and wilderness survival. He talks about it takes me four hours to make a debris shelter. So if you're talking about three hours without shelter, you're like you're dead. Well, what about, you know, I can't make a, a shelter, you know, in less than four hours. 
Three Days Without Water, he talked about there are earthquake victims that have gone 10 plus days without water. And he goes into that three weeks without food, you can actually go six weeks without food. I mean, some people fast. Uh, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, and people do 40 day fast, you know, and uh, this one of the things, I mean, you can fast for that long if you really are uh, into that and you're not going to die. So he says, maybe rules are not uh, or setting these as rules are not as good, and maybe a timeline for uh, or time factor for guidelines for health considerations not so accurate, you know. So he talks a little bit about a personal story, and I'm going to read this little just section here um, that he talks about because I think this is really relevant. He says, so there I am sharing my discovery of a survival priority list I believe in with my mentor. Slowly, his face began showing disappointment and maybe even a little disgust in that I should know better at this point. His response was a short was a short one that day. I can't remember it verbatim, but it went along the lines that in a survival situation, there are too many variables to lock yourself into a plan before it even happens. How many people go into uh, a survival situation and they have a plan in their in their head? Maybe they have studied it um, because they've read it. Or people online, you know, they talk about it. It's said in one video or said in one article, and they regurgitate it over and over and over again. And then you know that becomes the law of survival, and they they go out and they're lost and they need to survive and they have this plan and then it's wrong. And then they wind up dying or hurting themselves because they don't have the, the they're, they're not coming from the, the, the a right standpoint. So um, he, one of the things he talked about is in today's fast paced, immediate gratification society, everybody loves lists. We must plan, have a plan in place at all times. Someone is guilting us into buying their wares and we most certainly want it right now. And how true is that? I mean, how many times have you stumbled upon something online that somebody was talking about and you're like, ooh, that'd be cool, you know? It'd be nice to have a, a, a little piece of gear, a new piece of gear to mess around with, but do you really truly need it? Um, I think I, I love this. He says survival priority list in older BSA or Boy Scout of America manuals or survival manuals from 40 years ago. He goes, you won't find those. You won't find those in Boy Scout manuals 40 years ago uh, and things like that. Uh, one of the things he talked about was Morris Kochansky, and he was a great bushcraft survival um, wilderness leader. And uh, he recently passed away a few years back. Um, and some of his books are great, and you can get a lot of his stuff online. He's got a lot of great videos. As he was getting older, he, you know, he wasn't doing as much active stuff, but there are some really cool stuff out there, videos and articles and things that you can find. Uh, one of the things his definitions was like for survival was when exposed to any potentially lethal stresses commonly encountered in the wilderness, death is very likely if these stresses are not alleviated or eliminated soon enough. So you want to make sure that these you get you deal with those stresses as they come, right? Or at least you're thinking about those stresses ahead of time and you're taking care of those. They might not come in the order of the rules of three. He says, survival knowledge is concerned with understanding these stresses so that they can be dealt with effectively. For survival, the primarily fo for survival, the primary focus is on the body's need for warmth, heat does not come cheaply, sleep, and water. Beyond this, listen to this, this is, this is good. Survival is mostly a medical issue on understanding on how the human mechanism is disrupted to compromise one's health and well-being. 
Guys, that might be psychological, that might be physiological, but you got to understand that if you're in a situation to survive. It says relying on a list doesn't encourage a person. This is going back to Christian Noble here. Relying on a list doesn't encourage a person to mature and develop the ability to observe, plan, mitigate, adapt, improvise, think, and ultimately live well in the outdoors. I love this and I have the key here is to think. He has this in bold. When it comes to survival, learning to think is far more important than memorizing rules and lists. And how important is that? Being able to process, being able to think, being able to adapt, being able to to do those things, that is key when you find yourself in a survival situation. He talks about the acronym STOP. He he talked about a couple of different acronyms here. I'm not going to go through all of them. But the first one is STOP. And he says S is for STOP, right? Physically, like stop, sit down, think about what you're doing. Let your heart, you know, just... uh, calm down a little bit let it decrease so that you're not you know you your heart is is racing like you're lost or you're in a survival situation and you're you're not thinking straight because t is to think and think about your situation rationally process it through o is for observe you observe your surroundings and the immediate threats p is for plan and then he adds here please remember though even with the freshly made plan you have to be ready to change it in a heartbeat and adapt to the situation. So again, he talks about other acronyms here like PLAN. He talks about OODA loop. Uh, he talks about all those things. I want to read one last little paragraph here at the end. And again, I'm going to link to this article. You can go and read the whole thing. There's a lot of great stuff over at Master Woodsman. But uh, this one, this last paragraph says this. As experience is at a premium for many today due to time and a cost, a modern survival approach may be the only alternative. Learning modern survival is the right first step anyway, period. A few examples. Master using a match to light a fire before a metal match and then friction fire. Learn how to dress for the weather and carry what you need to spend in an unexpected night out before learning more complex shelter strategies. You know, a lot, again, a lot of the times we see, I see these people out on uh, out on uh, YouTube and they do like a night out in, in the wilderness, you know, and it's like really extreme and man, that's really cool. But they're experienced people. They have gone through that. And not to mention they're videoing. So they can always cut and edit and they can, if they make a mistake, I mean, you know, they can do that. The good ones are going to show you those mistakes that they made so that you will learn from that. But not everybody is going to do that. So you really got to be careful about all the things that you go out there. I love that. It's like, hey, before you start thinking about weather, I mean, I would even take it one step like use your phone and get a weather app. I mean, how many people do I know is like, hey, do we know what the weather is going to be like today? I'm like, we carry around a computer in our phones, in our pockets now. So just get a weather app and you know what the weather is going to be like and you can dress for that. Or you can know to carry around an umbrella so you don't get soaking wet and then go into a building that's freezing cold. I almost experienced that this week. Is like, thank goodness I had, you know, I had looked at my weather app and I just knew that it was going to rain and I had my umbrella with me. And so, uh, you know, it rained. I could go ahead and, and take care of that. I was going into a building that's always super cold. You don't want to catch a cold like that. So you got to be smart and use those things as as you're going, you know, as you build upon those things. 
I love what he said about fire. So many people talk about those really crazy ways to make fire. Like, man, just learn how to make a fire with a stupid match first. You know, do that first and then go from there. I'm so grateful for my time in the Boy Scouts because that was one of the things that my Scoutmaster always pushed. He's like, you, you got to be able to light a fire with one match, right? And so uh, back then we had the Strike Everywhere <laughs> matches or Anywhere matches and, and, you know, they worked anywhere. Nowadays you can't find those, but... You know, that was that was one of those skills that we that we had to learn is how to build a fire and just use one match and get it going from there. Man, just learn that and and build upon that. But I think the key in all of this is learning how to think and learning how to process the situation that you're in. So many people today, they get themselves in, in a crazy situation and their anxiety level goes up. They're, they're, they, just, they just freak out and they can't move. They can't make a decision. I mean, you know people like that. I know people like that. We don't want to be people like that in preparedness. All right, guys. So I want to go back here. Just I want to show you a couple of things. Uh, Master Woodsman is a great uh, a great website if you're into bushcraft and survival um, i'm going to go here you know masterwoodsman.com i'm going to link to all of these their last article was in may of uh, 22 and so they haven't uh, put something out and then the one before that was in 2019 and so they haven't put anything out recently but all their articles are really really great and you can go and they've got they've got it divided up here that you can you can go and check it out one of the things that he said in this article, he talked about Boy Scout manuals. And I don't know if you know that you can find some online that are super, super old. And so this is the Boy Scout handbook from 1911. It's a PDF. And this is, it's it's online because it is out of uh, publishing date. And so that you can go and check this out. But one of the things when you, if you download this and uh, you're on your computer, you can use like control F. For find, if you want to find something specific, you know there, there's 976 uh, uh, 976 pages to this, so maybe you don't want to scroll. But if, uh, for instance, I'm looking up camping, I find 24. I can find 24 um, you know entries here, and then I can just kind of go down and and go you know looking at camping and all the places where they talk about camping or maybe fire. And, uh, oh, yeah, how about that? Uh, 234 entries for fire and uh, kind of go from there. But I'm going to link to this one as well if you're interested in getting this this book from 1911, this Boy Scout handbook. And, uh, it you know, it might be a nice little addition for your preparedness library. All right, guys, that is it. That's going to be it for this one. Hey, if you are interested in the 25 preparedness articles that everyone should read. Some of these articles you can't find online anymore, but I have the link to the Wayback Machine, and so I can I can pull these up. Uh, if you wanna get a PDF with all 25, you can go ahead and click in the description and you can go ahead and, and get the download for this one. Thanks so much for watching. God bless, we'll see you in the next one.